So you finish bleeding and then those next seven days are your follicular phase approximately. And in your follicular phase in the beginning, you're going to be like a little bit slow still, a bit kind of like warming up, but you're going to be feeling the energy coming back. You're going to be like coming out of your cocoon. Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I'm your host, Monica Yates, a period and ICF certified women's life coach. And I help women to harness the power of their period and connect to their feminine flow. In these episodes, we will be talking about all things periods, hormones, confidence, health, food, money, sex, business, feminine flow, your brain, energy, and all the stuff that goes through our heads. You will walk away from each episode with new chicken nuggets and truth bombs, as I don't have a filter and I love talking about all the shit that people are thinking but too afraid to say. So basically, there's different phases in your cycle. You've got your period, which is the first day. Your first day of bleeding is the first day of your cycle, and then and then you've got your follicular phase, ovulation, your luteal phase, and then your period again. So there's different phases, and we all feel very different in the different phases because of the way that our hormones are. Oh, lots coming through. Okay, so Nicole, training, weight training, confused. Should I be doing this before or after my bleed? Okay, so. It doesn't really matter. I'm just going to cover myself up because you guys can see my whole fucking tit scenario, um, which we're all about, obviously. So um, you can weight train before you bleed, like in your follicular phase and in ovulation. That's totally fine. Um, it's more about the fact that you need to understand that when you come into your luteal phase, you don't want to be pushing yourself too hard and past like the, thir- like the 30, 40 minute mark of exercise. The reason why that is, is because the way that our hormones are in our luteal phase of our cycle... Um, we start releasing cortisol a lot quicker when we get stressed in exercise and exercise is a form of stress. So in your, in your luteal phase, you want to be keeping to like strength, Pilates, yoga, like walks. You don't want to be doing like heavy, stressful, like keep going, keep going kind of, um, exercise. Cause it's actually going to like reduce your, um, fitness goals or your weight loss goals. It's not going to help them by any means. In fact, if you, if you go back and listen to my podcast about like, is exercise ruining your hormones? I talk about how to exercise in different phases. And if you exercise according to that, you will reach your fitness goals and like any weight loss goals faster than if you exercise hardcore every day because of the way that our hormones are at. So men can exercise hardcore every day because their hormones are the same every day. Um, But women can't. So Nicole, basically you can be doing it during your follicular phase and ovulation and you could be, you could be pushing yourself harder. But what you'll find is that in your luteal phase, before you get your period that week before, you just won't be able to like lift as much. Um, You'll find that like you maybe can't lift Let's say, for example, the week before you were lifting 60 kilos and now like in your luteal phase, you can only lift 55. You haven't lost muscle mass. It's actually just like the way that your hormones are. You've got less estrogen and therefore you just can't pick up as much of a heavy weight. We just don't have the same amount of strength. And that's like not a bad thing. That's just like your body doing what it's meant to do. So um, you actually want that. It's actually healthy to be feeling the different feelings in the different phases of your cycle because when you're feeling the different feelings, you know that you've got like a cycle where you're like in rhythm. But if you're like streamlined all the time, um, either you're kidding yourself, one, or you don't even – likely maybe you don't even have a cycle um, because you've like – you've lost your period or whatever and therefore you will feel the same every day, okay? Uh, next question. A few days out before bleeding, I get extremely tired and emotional. What can help reduce these symptoms? So when you're luteal phase, it's normal 
to get some fatigue coming on, but getting really emotional isn't normal. So getting really emotional in your luteal phase is a sign that you have, um, generally speaking, high estrogen. This is like the mass scenario for women, high estrogen, low progesterone. So progesterone should be boosting like very high in your luteal phase before your period. And that's what offsets like any PMS symptoms. It's like a, it's like the hormone that makes you feel cool as a cucumber. And a lot of women don't have enough of that. And therefore they get really bad PMS because what's happening is they have this massive drop off from estrogen after ovulation and they don't have progesterone to like counteract it to make that like yin and yang. Actually, it's pronounced young, so yin and yang. Um, so for you, Paige, you need to make sure that you're balancing your hormones. You need to focus on hormonal balance like as the main thing. Um, and just a reminder, ladies, if you're on the pill, none of this counts for you. You're, you don't have a cycle when you're on the pill, you're flatlined. So you don't need to worry about this. Um, but yeah, getting tired is normal, but you shouldn't be getting extremely tired. What you should be feeling is like very cool as a cucumber vibe, like, meh, I've got a long to-do list now, ah, whatever, I don't care. And very like chill. That's totally normal in your luteal phase. Guys, keep leaving questions. I'm just going to um, go get my charger. One, um, the turning off your period problems program like helps all that sort of stuff. I'm turning into a lion. Okay. Um, when can you know what kind of exercise you should be doing and how intense? So Bella, go back and listen to episode six on my podcast. It's called Feminine as Fuck, if you don't know. Um, and I actually go through every phase of your cycle and how you should be exercising. But basically in your follicular phase and ovulation, which is the two weeks after you bleed, in those two phases of your cycle, doing more like, um, like you can push yourself more. So, mm, I'm going to make a blanket statement that hit is just not good. Like intense hit is not good for any woman. Like it just releases so much cortisol. Mm, don't do it. Like I know that people think that it gives them results and stuff. And like for some people it does, but eventually what happens, same with like um, intermittent fasting, what happens is after a while you just plateau because our bodies can't keep secreting that much cortisol after a while. And so then you go into fight or flight and you just start storing fat because it's your body's way of like, you know, protecting itself because like you're obviously running from a saber tooth tiger permanently, basically. And you got to think about it, guys, like doing a morning hit session for 45 minutes and like slogging yourself and then going, getting stressed by work, stressed in the car, stressed because of Corona, stressed in your relationship. That's just cortisol all day long. Like we can't keep up with that. Like that you will eventually die. Well, not die, but like crash um, and maybe die. Um, so in my follicular phase and ovulation, I have a lot more energy. And so what I typically do is I'll push myself in my workouts more, but I will never slog myself, if that makes sense. So slogging is like a lot of that high impact jumping and like bad form, but just like going at it because like you're burning calories. That's actually having the opposite effect. Like you're just going to fucking hurt yourself really. Um, like hurt your adrenals and hurt yourself physically. What you're a lot better off doing is you guys know that I do Bailey's workouts. She's got like some cardio Pilates in there. She's got some hip Pilates and like she is obsessed with my way of doing stuff. And she like talks about my podcast all the time, that episode six, especially about the different phases of exercise. And since she's been doing that, she's noticed a big difference in her body as well. And her like quote unquote hip Pilates and cardio Pilates is really good for your, um, 
follicular and ovulation phase because it's not killer. Like you don't feel like death afterwards. You don't feel like you need a nap. You don't crash three hours later. You're not then craving food the rest of the day as like a way to like boost yourself back up. It's just like you've got the energy and it actually feels good to excrete some of it. Like when I'm in my follicular phase and ovulation, I have, I mean, you guys have seen it. Like I have so much fucking energy. If you guys, if you guys pay attention, you'll notice. So I'm like ending my ovulation phase, going into my luteal phase. And you'll notice between um, this week and like, I'm like sunbaking and dancing every morning and like making, you know, at home Italy. And I'm like very, very active. Um, and then if you notice in my luteal phase and when I'm bleeding, I'm not as active on my Instagram stories and I'm not as like dancing around the kitchen, like fucking grinding shit. Like I do in my ovulation phase and follicular phase. So basically in those two phases of my cycle, I can do a lot more exercise and I, and I actually really enjoy pushing myself a little bit more because I have so much energy. I have to get it out and I would, I want to get out and exercise like not as a way to like excrete it. It's really healthy to hold it, but just like I've got it so let's use it by pushing my body for like strength purposes not for death adrenal purposes if that makes sense so um so in your follicular and ovulation phase you can be doing like um so for example I did a cardio thing this morning with Bailey and like it was like 35 minutes and then I did um a 10 minute ab thing afterwards and um a thigh like 10 minute thigh Pilates thing. Um, so those two 10 minutes were just like slow burns, but then the 35 minutes was a little bit more cardio, but the way that she does it is like the cardio isn't killer. It's like, it's like two minutes, maybe, yeah, maybe like two minutes of like jumping jacks and jumping on the spot and that kind of stuff. And for me, it's actually good rehab because for any of you that don't know, I had a really bad ski accident and I'm still trying to recover my leg from it. You can see my scar. Hold on a second. Let me not flash you. You can see my scar there. So I haven't been able to jump for a very long time. It's actually really healthy for me to start jumping again because it uses different muscles and I can feel that the next day. Um, but her cardios are like 35 minutes. Like that's not a long enough amount of time. And hers aren't, oh my God, I'm dying cardios. Um, so therefore, um, you're not going to like fuck your adrenals. So that's also really um, important. And also just noticing Bella and anybody else. Like if you're having a really stressful day, don't then go and slog yourself at the gym. Um, and just notice the difference between like, it's it's hard to explain, but you would, you would notice, if you focus, you'll notice a difference. Notice the difference between like, pushing yourself in a workout because it feels good and you've got the energy and your muscles are sore versus your adrenals being like, stop, I'm dying. And you keeping on going because of like fear and ego in your head. There's two very, they're two very different feelings. And if I'm pushing myself when I'm working out, it's not to slog myself. It's because I'm like, I'm feeling it in my muscles and I'm like wanting the burn. I'm like, keep going because, um, like I don't get sore muscles. Like I work out a lot. So I just like don't get sore muscles and it kind of annoys me because I love getting sore muscles. It's like the best feeling. Hopefully that answers your question, Bella. And go listen to episode six because I go way deeper into every phase of your cycle and how you should be exercising. So in your luteal phase and your period, you want to be doing like Pilates, like burn Pilates. No, no adrenals kill me Pilates. You shouldn't be sweating your balls off. Um, and then also you can be doing like yoga, not like a really intense yoga, but more like slow yin yoga, long walks, like an hour walk, um, stretching, napping. I include napping as exercise in my luteal phase in my period. Um, you can also be doing, um, what else? Like any little like at home workouts that aren't like 
hit, I'm going to die kind of workouts. Basically, you don't want to be working out for longer than 40 minutes in your luteal phase and your period. And please count napping and watching Netflix as workouts because um, trust me when I say that you will actually get better results in your gym routine things um, if you rest during that time because your body will like actually be able to then like, um, how do I word it? Your body is basically able to like relax so you can actually get the results because otherwise just like push, push, push. But what happens is you keep secreting cortisol and you don't have time to recover. And that recovery time is actually what helps you get the results. So yeah. Um, okay. Next question. Um, yeah, Nicole, I, I remember when I was doing a lot of rehab for my knee, um, and literally like one week I'd be lifting whatever. And the next week I'm like, where's you have to lift the weight for me. I can't do it. Like we had to like change and he hated it because he was a man and he was like, I don't want to know about your period, Michael. Um, and we were good friends, but, um, I would literally not be able to like do things I could do. I could do the week before when I was bleeding. It just couldn't happen. Um, next thing. Okay. Um, Jane, is it possible to shorten my cycle? Mine is sometimes up to 45 days. I seen a naturopath and took herbs, etc., which gave me three 30 day cycles, but it's linked in our thing. Yes, it's totally possible. So a few things, oh, I should do an episode on this. Um, you can use lights to change your cycle. Um, I actually have a blog post on it from ages ago. If you want to search in my blog, Jane, you'll find it. You can actually use lights to change your cycle. So you can, what you can do is when you want to be ovulating, so around day like 15, 16, um, you can leave some low, like um, not really bright, like low brightness lamps on in your hallway and have a little bit of light streaming into your room um, when you're sleeping. And then the rest of your cycle needs to be pitch black. And what that does, it helps to tell your body, like, because your melatonin levels affect your hormones. Um, it tells your body, like, oh, I should now be ovulating. So if you look at that blog post, I'll try and find it. Or I'll get Shelby to, and I'll get her to post it on my Instagram. Um, and we'll put it in the link to this podcast as well. And then you can read it. But I'll do a podcast on that because it's a really good one. Um, and then also take Vitex. But I'm sure your naturopath gave you that. Well, she she or he should have. Um, and then other things as well is like do not underestimate the power of placebo. Um and lying in the moonlight and then also really monitor your stress levels because what can happen is like if you're really stressed your body can delay ovulation and therefore you ovulate later in your cycle and therefore you bleed later in your cycle. And then the last thing, I've had a lot of clients that have done the inner work and then their cycles become like perfect 30-day cycles. So also consider that. All right, so you're struggling so badly with insomnia before my period. What's the time? Okay. Um, um, anyways, to get ahead of this. Okay, so when you're having – okay, this is like a rule of thumb for all of you. I need more salt. This is a rule of thumb for all of you. When you're having cyclical – problems. So what I mean by that is like these problems like insomnia only come up before your period. It, you know, it's a hormonal issue. And what it generally is for this lady here, um, T. Haynes, um, what it generally is, is that it's low progesterone and high estrogen, right? And what happens is that your estrogen drops off after you ovulate or it's like meant to, and your progesterone is meant to rise. And if that doesn't happen, everything goes skew if, and then you can get things like the insomnia, the headaches, the sore boobs, the, the painful periods, the bloating, all that kind of stuff is not normal. Like it's not normal. The only thing that you should get in your luteal phase um, before your period and when you are bleeding is to get a little bit tired. And in your luteal phase, you can get really, really hungry because your metabolism speeds up, but that is it. And not cravings, hunger. 
That's it. So um, what I would be doing for you with the insomnia um, is making sure that you are focusing on lowering your estrogen and boosting your progesterone. And I feel like I should just do a masterclass on like how to lower your estrogen and boost your progesterone. Do we need to do that? Give me a love heart if I need to just do a masterclass on how the fuck to lower your estrogen and boost your progesterone because it's seriously like just this big plan. You know what it actually is? It's actually the plan that I give you for um, the art of coming off hormonal birth control. So what you can all go do, if I've said this to you on this thingy, if you know you need to lower your estrogen and boost your progesterone, two options. I mean, you can spend your fucking hours Googling if you want. Um, You can go get my turning off your period problems program because that has got every PMS problem in there I decode. Um, Or what you can do is you can go and get the art of coming off hormonal birth control. That program, even though it's about coming off hormonal birth control, what, you, what you're trying to do when you come off hormonal birth control is to flush out estrogen. We're doing the exact same shit right now for all of you. So if you go and get, and I've actually put a discount on it for Corona time and I haven't taken it off because I've just forgotten about it. Um, I just remembered. Um, if you go and get the art of coming off hormonal birth control now and do it now, it's the exact same protocol. It's just that you're not coming off the pill, but it's the exact same thing for lowering your estrogen and boosting your progesterone. So for all of you needing to do that, just go and get that because I'm actually going to say the same fucking shit. I'm just going to not be saying hormonal birth control in it. So just go get that masterclass. It's the same thing. I should put that in the, in the website page. Um, okay. Hold on a second. I want to eat my eggs. All right. Best phase to drink coffee. So I don't drink any caffeine, like caffeinated coffee. I drink decaf. When you guys see me drinking coffee, it's always decaf. I don't do cap. I don't do caffeinated coffee because it just fires up your adrenals. Now, if you, I do have a rule when I'm on holidays, and I know, I know, I know I'm faking holidays right now, like with my whole Italy at home thing, but I'm not actually on holidays. Um, I'm living in London. I'm just pretending that it's Italy. Um, when you, when I'm on holidays, I allow myself coffee, like caffeinated coffee because I'm not stressed. It's fucking chill. I'm like by the beach or walking around towns, like whatever. But I still really feel that adrenal, like, like that release of the adrenaline from the caffeine. So Claire, there is no best. I mean, okay, there is a best phase. The best way phase would be your follicular phase and your ovulation phase. But also you have so much energy in that phase that you will be bouncing or you should be. If I was to drink coffee right now, holy fuck. If I was to drink caffeine right now, it would actually be bad because I would crash the end of ovulation. And then my luteal phase in my period would just be like, hell, I would just be like so fucking tired and like burnt out because I've overexerted myself in ovulation. So there really is no good phase to drink coffee because you don't need it. Um, if you're relying on the caffeine, then there's a bigger problem at hand. And if you want the taste of it, I love coffee. Drink decaf coffee just get a really good decaf coffee you want to make sure that it's swiss filtered um so make sure you write that down swiss filtered decaf coffee because a lot of decaf coffee can be filtered through like fucking chemicals um and yeah and you don't you don't need to be drinking coffee at any phase of your cycle next question is 45 minute cardio no hit an adrenal killer yeah so think of it like this in the wild we walk a lot. We walk a lot in the wilds, right? We, we sit a lot in the wild as well. We just like fuck around. Um, and whenever we run, we don't run for exercise in the wilds. Like when you are in the wild, we are calorie storers, not calorie burners, right? So we're not made for that. So whenever we were running in the wild, we were running to get away from danger. So yes. Now, obviously I also want to say that sometimes 
going for a run can feel so good and it releases all the, yes, the endorphins and the serotonin X, Y, and Z. So Valentina, if you're going for a run and you feel excited to go and you've got a lot of energy and you're doing it and you're feeling so much pleasure whilst you're doing it, different story. But if you are pushing yourself on the run, then it's adrenal killer. Just notice that, like I was saying before with exercise, like if it's in your ovulation phase and you're wanting to push yourself and it feels good, that is completely different to you pushing yourself because you think that you have to, or because like it's a hit workout, got to burn calories and whatever other crap you're telling yourself. Um, that's not what you want to be doing. Okay. So just monitor like how you're actually feeling when you're running and why you're going for a run as well. I'm just going to get some more salt. One second, guys. I'm back. Uh, next question. What is that lady's name? You said that had the hit Pilates again. Oh, um, Bailey Brown is her name. I post about her workouts all the time. That's her. So yeah, I'll, 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 um, I'll do a screenshot of this and I'll, um, I'll do a screenshot of this Instagram live and then I'll tag her in it. So you guys can all go and get her online studio. Um, I think my comment disappeared. My cycle is long up to 45 days. Oh no, no, I answered that. Um, which book do you recommend to better understand your cycle? Oh, um, uh, the first book that I ever read, which was so good is, um, flow by Alyssa Vitti my flow. Her name's Alyssa Vitti and she's got a good book. And also Ray Renee, um, whoever asked that book question, if you go onto my website in the free section, there's also the power up your period ebook. And that ebook has got everything you need to know about different phases of your cycle. Um, can you just do an overview of each cycle when each is and what to expect with energy levels and how to use your period to your advantage? Totally, Brittany. Okay, so in your follicular, so let's start with period, but that's the first day of your cycle. The first day of spotting is not your period. The first day of bleeding is your period. Day one of period, you will probably be feeling a bit lethargic, a bit, no, hold on. I want to preface this. If you bleed on the full moon and ovulate on the new moon like I do, it's very likely that you actually feel very energized during your period. And that's totally fine. So what what my cycle is actually for me is um, it's high energy when I'm bleeding, generally, not always. High energy when I'm bleeding. There's just like no hope for me is there. <laughs> always fucking high energy. Pretty like not low energy, pretty like cool as a cucumber, very chill during my luteal phase. I'm quite chill my follicular phase when I finish bleeding and then I'm high energy in ovulation. So I have like low, high, low, high is kind of how my cycle goes. So I want to quickly say, Brittany and everybody else, the most important thing is that you're listening to your own cycle and your own body and not thinking, oh, it has to be like Monica's way or anything like that. Okay. So basically in your period, you'll generally be feeling, um, oh, hold on. I've got an email from Sarah. Oh, shit. I need to do those client things. Um, okay. I have to quickly do this guys. I'm going to, I'm going to answer these last questions and then, um, I'm going to go cause I have to do some, um, I got to send out some contracts. Okay. So in your, when you are bleeding, you'll generally be feeling more lethargic, a bit lower energy, very introverted. Like you just want to be by yourself. You probably don't want to talk to people very much. You want to like drink cacao and tea and just have like soup and curries. And you're a lot more inwards. That's your period. You don't want to do as much. You just want to be, you want to sleep more. You want to lay in bed more. You want to watch Netflix more. That's all perfect. Okay. You should not be experiencing pain. You should not be experiencing a lot of discomfort. 
you may feel like just a little bit like, uh, because you're fucking bleeding, but you shouldn't be feeling horrendous. Now, if you're like me and you have high energy, you'll be feeling very turned on, very sensual. Um, like, like you want to have sex, like your libido is fucking high. Um, and that happens to a lot of women that, that, that their libido increases when they get their period because estrogen starts to increase again once you start bleeding. Um, and you'll be feeling very intuitive. All of us are very intuitive when we are bleeding. Um, the next, or oh, the next phase is that you go into your follicular phase. So your follicular phase is, um, oh, and also, um, you should bleed for like maximum, maximum, like, oh, six days to be pushing it. Like you want to be bleeding like three to five days. Then your follicular phase is like seven days after for, for the seven days after that. So you finish bleeding. And then those next seven days, are your follicular phase approximately. And in your follicular phase in the beginning, you're going to be like a little bit slow, still a bit kind of like warming up. You're going to be feeling the energy coming back. You're going to be like coming out of your cocoon. Then as you're coming out of your cocoon, once you hit like the middle of your follicular phase, you'll be getting that really high energy again. You'll be wanting to like do projects, see friends, dance, exercise, go out, be social, talk a lot. Your communication skills improve. Um, then you go into ovulation phase and it's just like fucking follicular on steroids basically. So you're like, it's the best time to go out, best time to socialize, best time to like pitch yourself to people, best time to start programs, best time to, time to be selling things if you're a business owner. It's the best time to be like putting outwards energy into the world in your ovulation phase. You can work out harder, you can do longer workouts, um, and you can stay up later and you can sleep less and you can eat more like raw foods and more fresh foods during your follicular and ovulation phase. Um, but then like in cold foods and then in your second half of your phase, no, it's all about the warming foods. So in your ovulation, you can be eating like lots of raw cucumber and tomatoes and whatnot. But then when you go into your luteal phase in period, you want to be cooking like pretty much everything. Even in summer, you want to be cooking more things. Um, within reason. Um, then you go into, so when you're in your ovulation phase, you're just like really fucking high. Then you go into your luteal phase and this is when you should, but most women have PMS in this phase, but this is how you should be feeling. You should be feeling like, cool. Like whatevs. Like you look at your to-do list and you're like, nah, I'll do it tomorrow. That's what you should be feeling like in your luteal phase. You don't want to work out as hard. You want to still move your body a bit but more like slow stuff, but like feeling the burn in your luteal phase. You'll also want to, um, not be seeing as many people. You'll be, you'll start, you'll be starting to go into that cocoon, feeling a little bit more introverted. You'll be wanting more cuddles, um, and more like intimacy, making love, not necessarily like fucking. You'll be wanting like, you'll, you'll want the making love. You'll want the intimacy. You won't necessarily want the really like dirty, timey up BDSM kind of sex. Right. Um, then, and, and having more warming foods. And then you go into your period. Like I said before, we go back into that, that period phase. And then we like start all over again. That's kind of the different phases, but go and download my free ebook and read that because I go through every phase in a lot more detail. Um, next question. How do you find time to do everything in the day with clients, etc.? How do you find time to research and learn new things? Oh, I'm only answering questions about the different phases of your cycle, but I will screenshot that and put it in my Q&A podcast that I'm going to record. Um, just so we keep it on the topic. Oh yeah. You discovered me. Cool. Yes. Tash. I love my period. I wish like, I, I didn't wish I could be on all the time, but like, oh, period sex is my fucking jam. Um, what's the best phase for manifesting? Okay. So ovulation is obviously a really good phase in manifesting because you, your energy is very, very high and therefore like, you know, you're dancing around, you've got the energy to do manifestation practices. You can like, 
you know, be just, I'm like dancing and imagining that I'm like dancing in a, some bougie house and Ibiza kind of vibe, right? Like that's manifesting. Um, so ovulation is a very good phase because you've got so much outwards energy, but I would also be saying that your period is a really, really good phase to be manifesting because you're so intuitive. And if you use your blood to manifest like double whammy, like holy shit. Like if you listen to my, my, um, episode about like using your blood for manifesting. I did an episode about like collecting your blood. Basically, if you collect your blood and manifest with it and pour it in the garden, and I go through a whole ritual with you guys in which we wisdom, that course, um, if you manifest with that and pour it in the garden, like shit's going to be out of control. Like I've had clients tell me stuff and I'm like, what the fuck? Um, so yeah, it kind of, it, I would say it depends like what you're manifesting as well. So I like, I manifest in both phases, never too much manifesting. I manifest um, like really big, crazy stuff in my ovulation phase. And then I actually, yeah, I would say that I manifest the really big extravagant things in my ovulation phase. And then I manifest more of like the heartfelt, like lovey-dovey, like um, relationship, kids, like you know, like that kind of stuff in my, when I'm bleeding, that's what I would actually say. And then ovulation is like the big dream and like driving around on fucking in a Range Rover on some sex, sexual Island. That's kind of that vibe. So it depends what you're manifesting. Um, any last questions guys, otherwise I'm going to go because I got to do this work. Okay. So I'm going to finish up talking about the different phases of our cycle and um, whilst I sit in the sun and just like soak this up, I was like, no, I'm recording an IGTV at the same time for podcast people. I'm like, there is no point sitting inside doing this. Like, no, next week in London is going to be like shit weather. So I'm soaking it up and getting a tan whilst I can. Okay. So the next thing I, wanna, I just want to kind of give you guys a bit more of a recap and, and whatnot of your cycles and um, of kind of what to expect. The main thing I want to like reiterate to you, which I did mention in the Instagram live that I did to the beginning bit of, bit of the podcast, that it's very easy to like get carried away in the different phases. So like, for example, when you're ovulating, you're such high energy and it's actually quite easy to go overboard because like you have all this energy. So you're just like dancing and you're pumping out so much stuff that what then happens is you actually end up like kind of having a bit of adrenal fatigue at the end of ovulation. And then your luteal phase and your menstrual like phase is just like a shit show because you're so exhausted. So you want to make sure that you're monitoring yourself in the way of like you're dancing in the mornings and you may be doing a little bit um, more exercise and you're going out with your friends more, but you're not like having three hours sleep and running on adrenaline and like pumping yourself with coffee for even more of a high. Like that's what you want to be avoiding because you will, it'll, it'll show up somewhere in your cycle. It doesn't just like disappear and go into the cosmos. It's going to show up somewhere in your cycle. So it's really important. So with ovulation, um, that's te- that tends to be people's favorite time of the cycle. And like, I love it because I am really high energy, but I also have learned to love my luteal phase because my luteal phase kind of gives me the opportunity to chill the fuck out and be like cool as a cucumber. Um, and I find that often I like don't really want to do that. I don't have the urge to just be like doing nothing because I'm a, like, I'm quite an active person, um, like mentally and physically. So I actually love my luteal phase for kind of giving me that opportunity. So it is really good for you to like kind of learn to love the different phases of your cycle. And on my website, I've got a um, free download that you can get and it's a moon and menstrual tracker. And basically how you want to fill it in is you want to fill it in based on like 
um, where the moon is and what day of your cycle you are at and you fill it in as you go. It's not as user-friendly as my FemFlow book, which you can get on my favorite products page on my website. I should put it on the shop page as well. Shelby, could you please put it on the shop page? Um, and you guys can get that from Amazon and we're going to do a, we're going to give that even a facelift, um, in the, in like soon, we'll give that a facelift, but you want to start tracking your own cycle of how you are feeling. Because like, like I said earlier, for example, I'm often like quite high energy during my period, but then, um, after my period has ended in my follicular phase, I can be more low energy and then ovulation is high energy again. And then my luteal phase is low energy again. So I'm like high, low, high, low, but a majority of people will actually be high in follicular and ovulation and then um, lower in luteal and menstrual phase. So it all, it just depends. I've also got an episode about the different moons. So you can go check that out about whether you bleed on the full moon or the new moon. Um, and I will do an episode on how to sync your cycle to the moon and using light to change the length of your cycle because that also is really important. When it comes to work and like how you want to work with like career-wise with your cycle, this is how you want to do it. So you do not, if you can avoid it, you don't want to be like launching things in your luteal phase because you're not going to have the energy or like the alluringness, that's not a word, but you're not going to have that ma those magnetic vibes when you're in your luteal phase. You are much better off launching in your follicular phase and in your ovulation phase, a thousand percent. Now, obviously some of us, our launches go for a longer amount of time. That's totally fine. For me, what I do then is I start to bring it, I normally will put something out for about three weeks to a month because I don't like doing really short launch phases where it's just like stress. I don't fucking like that. I like doing a longer amount of time. People have time to think about it. I have time to like get sick or whatever and not post about it for a few days, like X, Y, and Z. So I will generally like have like a quote unquote launch period for like three to four weeks. Um, and I might start it in my luteal phase and my period. So like the, it's that build up of the launch, but I will end it in my ovulation phase. The reason why I try and do that, because like right now, like Queen Alchemy's done in terms of like welcoming people in and like, like we've had to open up six more spaces. We opened up six more spaces. Um, and we've like, it's been quite um, a lot of, I wouldn't say it's been a lot of work because like, it's been like, it's been like the easiest fucking flowy launch like thing ever. I haven't done much. I haven't done many discovery calls. Like people have just been like buying. It's been very, very like natural and in flow, which has been amazing to experience. But you know, we've had people like emailing in last minute, like a lot of DMS coming through back and forth, that kind of stuff. It's a lot of organization. It's like, whoa, there's like a lot of stuff going on as we prepare. And that needs to be done in my ovulation phase where I've got the mental stamina and I've got the energetic stamina, which I wouldn't have in my luteal phase and when I'm bleeding. So basically think about it like when you're launching things, you've got more energy to play with in your ovulation phase over like your luteal phase or when you're bleeding. So if you can, you know, start, like think of projects when you're bleeding, but start them in your follicular phase. So you've got those two weeks follicular and ovulation to work on them. And then in your luteal phase, you can analyze them. You can reflect on them in your period and then keep going. You don't want to be starting projects at the end of your ovulation phase, if you can avoid it, because in your luteal phase and in your period, like it's just not the time to be pumping shit out. Now, obviously there's like we can't always be perfectly in line with our cycle. Like life goes on. I totally get that. Like I'm going to be recording a pile of content next week in my luteal phase, which is not the best time for communication, but I'm doing it because like it's a rainy week next week in London and I'd rather be out in the sun whilst it's sunny 
um, and doing less because I can enjoy the sun and then do more in my luteal phase when um, I want to be inside. So I, I also, I like to use my cycle, but also like I like to just use the rhythms of life. And like, if it's shitty weather, stay inside and get more stuff done. If it's nicer weather, like be outside. Like even though people say like, you just want to watch Netflix and chill when you're bleeding. Like, well, that's more, not, it's not actually about the Netflix. It's about the relaxation. It's about the letting go is what that is. And you can do that like in a pool by the beach, like, or by the beach or in a pool two separate things. Um, so there's many different ways that you can like kind of be embodying each phase of your cycle. Um, what I also want to say about the warnings is like, like have, like make sure you also just in the back of your mind, in your luteal phase and when you're bleeding, warning that people can also get carried away with like the letting go. It's very easy to just be like, oh, this feels so good. And then like not want to like get back to doing work. Um, so please make sure that you are enjoying the letting go, but you also have that masculine discipline of like starting the, starting the next week in your follicular phase and really enjoying that. So the best tip that I can give is like, you need to learn to love every phase of your cycle because then you'll like, even though you love the letting go in your period, you'll also be excited for what's coming up in your follicular phase. So you'll want to go into your next phase and then you'll want to go into your luteal phase and you'll want to go into your period because they all offer different things. So it's important that for you, you've got your own like, um, relationship with each phase of your cycle. Oh my God, this sun is like so in my eyes. I'm gonna have to stop the video in a second. Um, and go in the shade. It's important that you have your own like relationship with each phase of your cycle so that it's easy to float between them. And you're not like, oh, I fucking hate my period because then it's going to make your period a shit show. And then also you won't be able to get the gifts of that phase of your cycle because there are some fucking gifts. And one of those gifts is like, you get so intuitive. Like if you've been pondering about like work options or, you know, a career move or your relationship, like you'll get the answers in that phase of your cycle. It is the best time to just like decompress and to reflect and to use your intuition. Whereas in your ovulation phase, you just want to say yes to everything. Um, so be careful of that as well in your ovulation phase that you're not just being like a yes man. Um, you're also honoring like, is this actually a soul yes? Or is it like a fuck it, I have so much energy, yes, and therefore you're actually going to get really, really depleted. You still need to be monitoring, like, your adrenal levels always because it's so easy to, like, overexert and then you'll just go into, like, fucking hormonal chaos. Um, what I also want to say was in your luteal phase and in your period as well, like, your bullshit detector is, like, so fucking high. So, like, if you need to get clarity around something or somebody, like, you won't, you'll be able to fucking see straight through shit in your luteal phase. So also warning for your partners and your friends, um, during that phase. And in your luteal phase, it's such a good time to be analyzing like things. So like, it's a great time to be using more of your brain. So doing your accounts, strategizing for your business, um, editing your book or editing blog posts, this is the best time to be doing it. Don't do that shit in your ovulation phase. Cause you're just going to be like, I'm bored. And you'll want to go do something really, really fun. Cause in your ovulation phase, you just want fucking fun basically. Okay, I moved into the shade. Oh my god, that sun was like way too much into my eyes. Holy balls. I was like looking at the camera, like getting blinded. Um, it's gonna be just interesting to see how that footage comes out. What I also wanted to mention, guys, was in your menstrual phase, so when you're bleeding as well, it's really a chance for you to die and be reborn. So if you don't feel like you're dying and shedding shit and then being literally reborn in your follicular phase, you're not allowing yourself to go as deep as you can go in your in your bleed. Your bleed really gives you a chance to like shed part of yourselves that don't that don't serve you anymore, um, and like clearing space for new things to be created. So, 
examples of how you can just be like shedding is like things that are coming up, like go into them, don't push them away, have more baths and really sit with yourself, be in more stillness, meditate more, journal more about like your blocks or what's coming up, what's holding you back from things and like release those through like tears and dancing and baths and showers and whatever practices that you already know, if you've been a client, like, you know, practices for releasing, like do more of that stuff during your bleed. Um, because it's like a double release. Like I love getting kinesiology, um, or Reiki when I'm bleeding because it's like a double whammy because I'm physically releasing and then also I'm energetically releasing. So it's like double as good, if that makes sense. So, um, you know, it's actually just really important for you all to get really familiar with each phase of your cycle for you. So what does ovulation look like for you? What does your period look like for you? Um, and then do your life based on that. Don't do your life based on what a book says. Um, generally like the books are pretty on point with period stuff. Um, but still like we're all a bit different in every phase of our cycle. So really fucking honor that. And for me, the weather is also really important. So like, you know, like gloomy days, I obviously am going to get, I, I get way more work done on gloomy days because I'm inside and I just like pump through shit and I'm more cozy and comfy. And then on really sunny days, I'm just like dancing around as you guys have been seeing, creating Italy in my backyard. Um, and I'm just like, I'm doing more of the bare minimum because I'm wanting to enjoy the weather. And that doesn't make me like unproductive. That just actually makes me productive because I'm allowing myself to have those slower phases so that when next week it's raining and thunderstorming in London, I can pump through work. And if I had a, if I had, if I this week was pumping through work, I wouldn't have the energy next week to also pump through work. So it's important that you're also just giving yourself those time, that time off because it will actually make you more productive in the long term. Okay. So if you haven't listened to episode six about the different, um, exercise, like how to exercise in the different phases of your cycle, go and do that. Um, oh, food. So in your luteal phase and in your period and go get my free ebook in your luteal phase. And when you're bleeding, you want to be transitioning more into warming foods. So more root vegetables, more grounding foods, cooked foods, no, like no fucking raw fucking salads. Um, that was a lot of fucks, no raw salads, no smoothies, like no really, really cold drinks. You need to keep your blood circulating. So you need to have warmth in your body. So you need to be actually like having a lot more of those grounding foods, more soups, curries, stews, or even in summer for me, what I do is I just make more of an effort to have like hot roast veggie salads. So I just like throw veggies in the oven and then I pull them out, toss them in some spinach and it's still warm when I've eaten them. And I'll put pumpkin and sweet potato in there to ground me and to warm me. And I also make sure that I, I try, unless I'm really, really hot, I actually can get quite overheated when I'm bleeding. It's quite common. That's, that's totally fine. Especially if you run very hot, like I have a very fiery constitution. Um, so like I get hot so fucking easily. Try to not drink too much cold water. Um, if you do in summer are drinking a lot of ice cold water, when you're like not boiling hot, just drink some tea to kind of like counteract and make sure that you're having like your bone broth and your root veggies at nighttime. Um, that's just like really important for your period. And then in your follicular phase and ovulation, so the first half of your cycle, um, you can be having lots more raw food. So you can have the smoothies and you can have the raw salads and whatnot if you want to, but please make sure they're still like hearty, like raw salads with lots of like nut seeds, olive oil, avocado, whatever you want. Um, and smoothies, there's, uh, there's kind of like two things I want to say about smoothies. Like you don't want to be putting too much cold stuff in your body, just like as a rule of thumb, um, for you all to know, it's just like not good for your thyroid and for, um, your 
like um, what's I want to chat? Your circulation, and oh shit, sorry, your circulation. Um, so avoid having too many smoothies that are really freezing cold. Um, I get it because like right now I'm looking at buying a blender. Um, in London because I'm like I actually can't be fucked especially in isolation where you just feel like you're cooking all the effing time like you make breakfast then you make lunch and you make dinner and you're like do all I do is just fucking dance and eat probably um and like I just can't be fucked making lunch sometimes and I'm like why am I hungry and it's like annoying to be hungry um and so I'm thinking of getting a smoothie but but what I'll be doing is not putting a fuck ton of ice in there um I will it'll be obviously like cool but I'm not gonna have it like this fucking thick frozen holy shit thing because it's just not amazing all the time especially in your luteal phase and your period so a little note to self just be you know trying to like lay low on the raw foods as a rule of thumb especially around your luteal phase and your period and when you're bleeding and stuff up those cacaos teas bone broths all that kind of stuff um and take out all of the raw cold things okay i hope this was helpful for all of you go listen to episode six about exercise And also just really make sure that when you are bleeding, if you really feel like I'm bleeding right now, I'm just adding this little extra bit onto the end of the podcast as I record it today, as I'm editing it today, I'm bleeding right now. And I've had like, whoa, someone is like fucking revving their motorcycle in the back. Um, I've had a really big week last week in my luteal phase. And like I said, like if you push yourself one week, it will show up like in another week. And so this is day one of my period and I'm definitely feeling way more lethargic um and with everything happening right now with corona it's like i could have fucking ripped my dryer in half yesterday i am i've 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 had never i don't really get pms and i haven't for ages since i've like healed all my hormones and you guys can learn how to do that obviously through top turning off your period problems program or getting my hormonal birth control masterclass remember that even if you are off birth control but you've been on it it's helpful or if you have high estrogen then it would be really helpful as well um either of those are going to help and remember that like you can't just listen to it and then expect like a magic you know a magic explosion to happen in your body you actually have to then do the stuff for like six months before you can even like decide like has it worked or not um so please keep that in mind when you've bought it um and what was I going to say yeah so I'm doing one of my period right now and like I knew that I wanted to work out this morning because working out makes me feel good and it's important for my body especially because we're sitting around a lot and not really going out but I also knew that like I couldn't do anything like crazy right so like I also listen to my body when I'm working out and like I know the exact workout that I did um, if I did that in my ovulation phase I would have been pumping it and pushing myself a lot harder because I really had the energy and the gumption but today it was like no as soon as I got like tired I like slowed down the reps or I like I was doing a like handlebar um one from baby fit um Bailey's workout thing which she's giving me a code for you guys so the code's gonna be in the description so use it and you get like half price off the first month cannot recommend it enough anyway I was doing one of her handlebar workouts and like if I was on my ovulation phase I'd be like fucking pushing it but first day of my period as soon as my like arms would start really burning and I was feeling a bit tired I would just like I would just like release a bit of the tension in the handleband. So I was still moving, but it wasn't as hard. I wasn't like pushing my muscles and my body as hard. Cause I was definitely feeling like a little bit like achy in my muscles this morning and very like, very, um, like snuggly and like all like, Hey, my, you know what my sister and my mom call it like, Oh, what do they call it? Like, so when peanut, our little dog, when she used to 
have her period and she'd be on heat is what they call it she would turn into just this like warm snuggly like marshmallow basically and she would just lay around the house all day and it was just it was actually really beautiful to witness like a dog doing that because it just it gave it gave you this like realization of this is how women are meant and like females are meant to move through their cycles but we as women in our you know modern day society like don't really honor that within ourselves so it was really beautiful to see that in peanut anyway um so that's how I'm feeling today and so I still worked out but it was much more like slow and steady and I'm taking it easy today and I might go for a walk this afternoon like a little chill walk Um, but please honor your body when you're bleeding please 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 do that that's really important last thing also is um MMM level two is coming out really soon these fucking modules are fire I've been editing them and I've been writing the content we've also we're also transcribing every single video so if you've got any friends that are deaf they can also read it Um, and then you can also be reading every every module as well as listening and hearing and seeing every module um and there's like a 30 minute soulmate module so like if you're wanting to manifest your soulmate like get on this fucking shit i'm doing like a 30 it's a 30 minute module all about it you get all the fucking vibes as well plus i'm also giving you guys like a 20 minute guided visualization practice um and like manifestation practice i mean the content is insane so like i cannot recommend it getting onto it enough I, i cannot recommend it enough to get onto it when it comes out um it'll come out not this week but next week I don't know what, that, what date that is. My brain's not on, so don't ask me. Um, what was I going to say? But if you haven't got level one, I would get that. But if you if you were in my mastermind or if you were in Queen Alchemy, you don't need level one. I would just go to level two because level one is like the foundations of manifestation and like money and like a little bit a little bit beyond the foundations and, and whatnot because I like to push you guys and go to the next level. But this level two is like beyond that. And you can read about all the modules on the um, sales page once that is up. Um, but yeah, so that is coming out. Look out for that. And if you haven't gotten our bundle, get that. Remember that every month the price is going up. So the longer that you wait to get on it, the more more of an increase the price will be. And we will be continuously adding videos to the bundle for no extra charge. So once you get in and you pay that one month, that is it. You've paid the one fee. You will not be paying any more fees the end capiche, right? So get on all that sort of, all those sorts of things um, and have an amazing week. And I also hope that you guys are doing okay with Corona. I want to let you all know that I've been feeling quite frustrated the past 24 hours. I could have like fucking punched a hole in the wall. Um, And I've been talking to some of my friends and people are dealing with some really heavy shit, like fucking heavy shit, like, like stuff that I can't even mention on here, like making me fucking break when I'm hearing these things. Um, And so if you're struggling, I just want to let you know that we are all in the same boat. We are all having our own struggles I'm having moments and like I just my heart goes out to all of you because if I'm having moments this is my job to have amazing mental health and I do have amazing mental health so if I'm having moments then I can't even imagine what the majority of other, other people are feeling like so all I can say is please reach out to your friends and share be vulnerable because they need it so that they can be vulnerable because just letting those emotions come out is so helpful and if you're a man listening to this please open up to your man friends they fucking need it I'm talking to I'm talking to some of my man friends and like they are trying to like you know be there for their sisters and their girlfriends and no one's there for them um and if you are in a relationship or if you have any man friends please please reach out to them because they are the ones that are going to be struggling the most because unfortunately in our society it is way less like um 
socially acceptable to reach out and to be open and vulnerable as a man, which is fucking stupid, but it is. And go back and, li- back and listen to my episodes about like shame and guilt. Um, so yeah, please, please reach out to your man friends, ladies. And if you are a man listening to this, please reach out to all of your male friends and really don't just take like the, oh yeah, I'm fine for, for like word for word. Like honestly be like, really, are you actually, because if I'm not doing so a-okay, majority of people aren't doing so a-okay. Um, so yeah, anyway, I'm going to love you and leave you all. I hope this episode was really helpful and have an incredible week. Stay safe. Make sure you're doing all of your practices and, um, I'm going to, I'm going to have a conversation with Shelby today. We have a meeting. I'm going to see if we can do another online circle this month, um, just for that extra bit of support and love. Cause I'm feeling like we're all hitting another point and I want to be there for you all. We probably just need like one big massive cry session, all of us, which I'm so here for. Anyway, have a really good day. Bye. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you got lots of chicken nuggets out of today's episode. I would be really, really grateful if you'd be able to leave me a review and a star rating that you think is appropriate, hopefully five. And if you could share this podcast so that I can help more women live a life of flow and ease, I would be so fucking grateful. Make sure you tag me in it on Instagram so I can personally thank you because I know so many of my clients have found me literally because their friends have posted about my podcast on their Instagram story. And I just want to help as many women as possible. So by you sharing it, I would be so fucking grateful and I'm sure your friends would be too. If you do want to welcome me, please do check out my website for all those details. And of course, you can DM me on Instagram with any other questions. If you have any podcast things you want me to talk about, any ideas, any feedback, I am always open to it and I always love hearing what you guys have to say. So please don't hesitate about that either. I will catch you on the flip side. Have an amazing day or night wherever you are.